everyone. This is Patrick, uh, and this is Jesse, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Dialogue Quest. Uh, it's a podcast about everything and nothing. Um, mostly nothing. Mostly nothing. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what our intent is with the podcast uh, once we get started here. So, so how are you doing today, Pat? I'm doing great, my man. You know, I got to watch, uh, you know, I got to relax and watch some football. And as you know, as a, as a dad, uh, those moments of downtime are, are pretty precious. So yeah. uh, uh, I'm glad that the football game worked out so well for you that it was yeah. precious. <laughs> uh, yeah, precious. Precious indeed. That was a bunch of, uh, can I swear on this, by the way? Are we swearing? Mm-hmm. Can we swear on this? I that think was we're bullshit. swearing. Okay, that was that was a load of bullshit. That that uh, roughing the passer call on on us uh, versus. So, the what exactly happened? Yeah, yeah. So get this: we were down by by um, by six points. The Broncos. Okay? Broncos are down. Points. We're playing the Bears. We're at home. Um, Joe Flacco's not doing that great, but he's serviceable. But we're down with just a you know, two minutes left. Uh, we end up scoring. And now we're only down by one. And I think there, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40 seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, uh, Fangio, our coach, decides, hey, we're not going to kick a field goal to tie this. We're going to go for a two-point conversion. And I'm like, don't do that. Come on. Don't do that. But um, he decides to only um, – I think we had a, a holding penalty. It pushed us back. Yep. So uh, we decide to kick the extra point. So we go to kick the extra point, and we miss. But luckily enough, uh, the uh, uh, one of the idiots on the Bears, I forget who, I think it was uh, Sykes. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. is spelled weird. But uh, he jumped off sides. And uh, we got another shot. But because it put us closer to the goal line, Fangio decides, well, let's go for it. <laughs> Again. <laughs> let's stop doing this to my blood pressure. But he ends up going for it, and we get it. And I think there were sitting at like 37 seconds left of the game. We're up by one. I'm wow. like, holy crap, we've got this. We th- this is actually happening. And I had already convinced myself we lost, you know. Right. So... Um, yeah, they they had uh, 30 seconds left, um, and yeah, they were moving the the ball down a little bit, but it really wasn't until there was about 17 seconds left, and uh, they called a bogus roughing the passer call as Bradley Chubb hit Trubisky uh, just as he released the ball. I'm thinking there were because he kind of fell on him a little bit. I guess you can't you can't fall down when you're sacking people anymore. You got to control your body a little better than that. Yeah. You got to lay some blankets and pillows down for them. So (laughs) uh, they ended up getting in field goal range, kicking a long field goal to win it with like one second left on the clock. Nice. So that was my day. Um, Sorry. That was a bit rambly, uh, but uh, that's, I think that's a great, great start to this. So, I mean, we, we're finally getting to it. We've only been talking about doing a podcast for probably six months or a year now. 
or more yeah or more forever but you know how it goes man it's just <laughs> when yeah. you know another hobby another venture when do you when do you find the time yep absolutely so um so yeah this is a, a podcast we're looking at doing to talk about exactly what we we're just rambling about football and uh, a lot of our different interests uh, patrick and i have been friends for a long time um geez how many years now pat it's been oh good god um 20 years maybe yeah close to 20 years yeah 20 years yeah six yeah about 20 years yeah um so obviously as friends we share a lot of interests and uh a lot of those are football and gaming uh video gaming is probably going to be a big topic on this uh this podcast we get together and talk about Um, yep what are some of the other things that uh, that you thought you wanted to bring to the podcast or wanted to make a podcast about? Well, I think um, you know, as I look across uh, the the uh, video, you know, we watch videos all the time, YouTube videos or do podcasts, and um, and one dynamic that I think is interesting that we have uh, is that we're in our mid thirties and we're dads, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of changes your hobbies around quite significantly so um you know part part of that being a dad you know and and uh being a dad and then being a dad and how that affects your you know your hobbies and the rest of your things in your life and then um write down the philosophy and just you know just bsing of the current events or um all the stuff that's that's always interested and uh interested us in uh, the things we've always talked about, which is uh, griping about politics, yeah. um, right. waxing philosophical, playing video games, um, yeah. you know, being dads, you know, how long we've been dads since we were, what, 10 years old? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I, what I think I'm excited about is just it being a uh, excuse for us to get together and uh, bullshit about that stuff every week and uh, gripe about politics or gripe about video games or and have a an outlet just to, uh, to have an excuse to sit down and talk to you, man. Because I don't think uh, I think we do it a whole lot as much as we should probably. No, I think you're right, man, and uh, I think if we get nothing else out of this, I'd be I'd that's plenty more that's plenty enough for me um is just uh it's, you know we always <laughs> we catch each other on like the end of a friday for like 30 minutes we'll just be yes <laughs> and then we'll be like why don't we do this more you know yeah yeah so, we'll sit we'll sit there in discord and talk for two hours and be like man you know if we would just record this and then have an excuse to do it yeah, kind of push ourselves there. Yeah, absolutely. So my head's in the same space as yours, I think. Um, that's what I'd like to get out of it. And if it, if we, you know, like I was saying, if we, uh, you know, in 10 years from now, we've got uh, uh, 75 followers or right. <laughs> we, that's, uh, that's great, too. But uh, I certainly don't expect much from that front. I just want to uh, a platform to BS with a good friend and uh, something to hold my feet to the fire for it. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. I don't expect a whole lot of people want to listen to uh, the two of us ramble, and if they do, that's great. Uh, but I think that'd just be an added benefit to uh, us sitting down and uh, exploring some topics and and talking for the fun of talking. Yeah, absolutely. So, so hey, speaking yeah. of, I just realized something. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
I'm at the end of my beer. So here's what we should do. Maybe like a code word when one of us runs out of beer, the other one has to start talking for a while to cover (laughs) them while the other one runs to the fridge to get a beer. All right. I I mean, it's it's for in service of the show. So I I definitely can. uh, I think that that's a great idea. I don't know what the good code word would be, though. Okay, well, how about this? You you tell me about your Patriots and how their day went, and I'll get a beer. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds <laughs> All right, I'll good. be right back. Uh, so uh, the Patriots, for uh, if there's anyone that's a football fan uh, and not a fan of the Patriots, I'm sorry that uh, they've consistently won and dominated the NFL for the last two decades. Uh, but that's pretty much what they did again today uh, with, against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, put up a big old nothing burger on the pats um hey welcome back oh hey did i I miss anything important no just apologizing to the rest of the nfl for the patriots dominating for the last two decades good god i don't even want to hear it and then you guys get antonio brown (laughs) yeah okay yeah and uh i think what's scarier even than that is the defense i mean not that the dolphins are a great team but to hold them to like, I think it was like less than 50 yards for the first half. It was just mm. incredible. Well, yeah. yeah and, and look at those three. Uh, what do you have? Two pick sixes today? Yeah, they had two pick sixes and they had another turnover too. McCordy got a, an interception as well. So yeah, good thing I started them in my, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my that. highest scoring position. <laughs> that's, in, that's great. Oh. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah, man. I don't know. The NFL's changed a lot. Um, I would say in the last 10 years even. Um, and I, I enjoy it. And I like playing fantasy and watching the games. And I'm really excited that I've got the time to watch the games this year. But, man, I don't know. I'm starting to uh, to feel like I should start getting more interested in other sports like maybe hockey or something. Because just the nonsense you went through today with the uh, the penalties and everything. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It is. It's a different sport. And you wonder how long it's going to be around. Um, You know, just there's no way for it to exist in its current form without things like concussions. And 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 then if they want to mitigate that entirely, they change the sport up uh, entirely. I don't know that there's a market for it, really. You know, is there a market for uh, something that essentially becomes more like flag football. I don't know, but I think the the biggest issue with football, at least for me, is the discretionary penalties. They become so dis- discretionary where it's up to the ref to decide, you know, what, what how much weight the player dropped on the quarterback when he sacked him uh, for whether that's roughing or you know, all these. Uh, it's so discretionary that it, it's never consistent. You watch one game and it's called totally different than you, you watching the next. And that inconsistency, that inconsistent product is so frustrating as a fan, you know, just um, uh, watching, you know, those uh, the essentially the refs shape the game uh, due to just their what their own discretions of what they interpret, you know, these very ambiguous rules to be. So, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, we all want to let the players play and see the skill play out on the field. Uh, But at the same time, uh, not that I'm accusing the Patriots 
of ever doing something like this. But uh, many teams, I think, would edge right to the border of those rules to get any benefit that they could. And, of course, why wouldn't you? But um, I don't know. I don't know what a good solution would be to. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I've thought about it. Uh, I don't know that you can. It's clear. I think at the end of the day, you either have to say these players, we're going to be honest about what it means to play football. Mm. Players have to go into it knowing that there's a possibility that they could have life-altering injuries. They have to be okay with that. And if players are okay with that, then the sport continues. If not, I think the sport goes away, really. Um, it's be- I don't know what other choice there is. Maybe you could, you could do um, some limited contact version of football, but I just don't see that being a big draw. Right. Well, and, and I think it's just going to exasperate the current problems that you start adding rules that say limit content further then uh you'll see teams start trying to draw con uh uh contact just to get the penalty to gain a few yards right and try to game the system so right i don't know i'm 100 percent believe with what you said earlier though that uh, just watching the games today i was like man i think we're watching a you know how many more years of this in its current form are we going to see i think i don't know yeah, it feels like you're watching something at the end of an era. For sure. They're, the NFL's in a really weird spot. I, but I think the best thing they could do, to be honest, is just come right out. You know, and they should have done this from the beginning. Come right out. Be honest about all the risks about, with football. Do mm-hmm. as much as they can with the technology and equipment to mitigate it. But just say, look, this is football. Now, right. if you want to play football, this is what you should expect. And maybe have the players sign some kind of waiver, you know, to, so that the NFL doesn't go bankrupt with lawsuits. Right. And um, I don't know what else they can do, really. I have no idea what else they could do uh, to keep it from evolving to a place where I just don't know it'll survive. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll, uh, you know, it could become a really limited contact sport and people would still get into it. But I just have my doubts about that, you know. Right. Now, I don't know much about like rugby or anything, but the some of the clips I've seen of rugby, it seems uh, quite a bit more violent at times than American football. Uh, do you, is there any, I don't know, do you know anything about it? Is there similar concerns with that or what's going on with that? Yeah, it's a good question. I have no idea. I have never, well, but I've seen, you know, you just bits and pieces on ESPN or whatever certainly seems more violent and less um, protected so I don't know how those guys are doing it. And maybe there's something that the NFL can draw from that. Um, I don't know enough to have an opinion really even, but it's at, at the very least, it seems more violent. And I don't hear a lot of push to, you know, I don't hear the same noise that the NFL gets to mitigate injuries no. or anything, you know? Yeah, maybe it's the lack of, you know, the insane popularity of the NFL that, puts it more in the spotlight as opposed to i don't know you don't hear much about rugby over here in the states i guess so right that could be just it exactly and i don't know what it's like over overseas but um yeah it's hard to watch it's not the same for sure and i guess just i know this might sound wrong 
But as a fan of football, just speaking from the fan perspective, um, I liked the old product much better, you know? Now, and I'm not saying I want people to get hurt or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Uh, I just, from an entertainment standpoint, the old product was a lot better. Yep. So. Yep, it definitely seemed that way. And uh, I don't know, and that's what concerns me a little bit about some of the penalties and the ways that they've manipulated or changed the game. I guess manipulate is not the right word, but that they've changed the game uh, using the penalties, and they had a clear goal of making the game more exciting and offensive-focused, and um, I think it's worked. I mean, just look at the records and uh, the passing yards and offensive yards in the last 10 years compared to prior, but... Um, I don't know. It still feels like because of some of these penalties, like what happened with you guys today, that it uh, seems less legitimate almost. It's kind of teetering, I guess, if you ask me. Yeah, same here. That's exactly that. And I don't have an issue with uh, the, the higher scoring and, and all that so much, you know. I, my issue is the way that uh, the game is managed uh, with the rules. I think it's just... Uh, Instead of letting these guys play and play football, it's become such a, a guessing game as to even for the players, you know, uh, what what's acceptable, what's not inconsistency on the calling. So how as as a fan of a particular team, can you not get frustrated when you watched a game, you know, an hour before where they're calling it one way? Now you're watching your game and those same calls uh, are totally different and they're going against your team, your favorite team, you know, yep. that, that every fan's going to get frustrated at that inconsistency. Yep. And this is a pretty recent problem. I didn't, you know, watching football throughout the nineties, even the nineties, I never, you know, felt like there was such a, so many unfair know. calls. You'd get calls against your team, but you'd be like, yeah, well, you get bad calls. Everybody gets bad calls. And well, now it seems so, I don't know. I don't know. And and not to be conspiracy theory, but, uh, you know, it does seem like they're trying to control or mold the game with the penalties. And whether it's trying to control outcomes of games or just to encourage it to be more exciting and offensive focused. Hmm. Well, sure. you got to wonder when that uh, penalty, that, that phantom penalty, causes the game to be much closer and come down to the wire and keep people viewing, you know. And I'm not yeah. saying I don't have any proof of that, but um, right. you get, it does make you wonder when all these games seem to come right down the wire all of a sudden and yep. uh, it's penalties causing them to come down to the wire. It's like, well, you know. What do you make of that? So. Right, artificially uh, created excitement, but yeah. Oh well. So what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a Henry Weinhards, which is just a Northwest style lager. You can it's, nice. you can find it anywhere in like convenience stores up here. It's okay. It's pretty good for just a cheapy lager. Nice, mm. nice. How about you? Uh, uh Dogfish Head. 60 minute IPA. Not bad. I I like it. Once Um, in a while. Are hazy beers exploding over there yet? No, not really. Haven't seen a lot of them up here. No. um, Not that I have a lot of uh, beer stores or anything like that in our very rural area, but um, 
the grocery store does pretty good carrying craft beers and stuff. And I uh, haven't seen a lot of hazies yet, but I've been okay. on the lookout because of you talking about them. But. Yeah, they're going to make their way. They're a huge fad over here. You can't uh, – I um, walk into a store looking for like, you know what? I want a, just a great, you know, Belgian ale or, you know, like uh, maybe um, even, I don't know, like a an American Amber Ale or something. Just something that's not an IPA. And all it is is a wall of hazies. That's it. I went to Safeway the other day, and it's just a wall of hazies. (laughs) No. It's it's kind of taken the place of the uh, overdone IPA at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And then quickly, too, apparently. Yeah, they're taking over. They're for sure become, and part of that, I'm guessing, they're pretty refreshing. I mean, maybe it's because it's summer, but it's all I saw this summer. It was it was the fad. So yeah, yeah. Well, you want to talk a little bit about uh, where we grew up up here? Well, I'm still living over here, but uh, on the east coast. Um, I don't think opsec wise, we need to say exactly where, but uh, you can say that we grew up uh, close to each other and very rural. New England, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah, like northern <laughs> New England. <laughs> In the bear the tundra. Southern uh, Canada. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was interesting, huh? It was a weird spot to be in. You know, there was so uh I don't know, it felt it, it actually didn't feel so small when I was younger, but yeah. um growing up in such a a rural place, man. There really wasn't a whole lot to do. I think maybe that's why we got sucked in. So I think we would have got sucked into video games anyway. But yeah, I, th- I think we would have anyway. But uh, definitely didn't help when that was uh, the best entertainment around. Mm-hmm. Nothing to really go. I mean, and I I would imagine a lot of rural America is pretty similar to where we were at, just different cultures a little bit. Yep. Cold, super cold for us. Uh, just super cold. That's true. Winters, man. That's why I got out of there in part. Was yeah. <laughs> the winters. Yeah. Just ridiculous. You know, and it yeah. starts, start seeing snow in October and then you still got some on the ground by like late April, early May. It's like, man. Yep. Negative you know 26 out. Exactly. And then that's why we would be holed up inside playing Madden and video games and Nintendo all the time because yeah, it's cold out. But I think it's kind of neat how it's neat. Neato. It's uh, interesting how uh, we spend so much time gaming together in our uh, childhood and teens or whatever. And uh, but together and like doing couch co-op stuff and that, that we've held on to that through our adulthood for the last 20 years and uh, still do that regularly online. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. It's amazing that uh, the technology is there to that degree where, you know, we just almost every Friday, you know, and some days sprinkled in between, we can get together and BS on discord and um, play some games, you know, a lot like we did, with Madden and all the countless uh, games we played back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's really uh, kind of become our social lives in many cases. I mean, I still get out and see people and uh, go do stuff. and But uh, my normal routine social life is uh, jumping on here and hanging out with you and our small group of friends. 
Yeah, same here. You know, I've got same here. I've got things going on uh, like you with my family and I've got some friends here now and in, in uh, where I'm at and on the West Coast. But it, the the highlight of my week socially is getting online with you guys and uh, just relaxing with a few beers to mark the end of Friday and playing some video games. Mm-hmm. So I got a question then. Yeah. I don't. I know I could likely guess a few of them, but since we're kind of, this is our introduction, I think this will help uh, bring some perspective into what we're into. What do you, give me some Desert Island games for you. Oh, geez. Um, boys, you know, Oblivion would probably be one. Oh. Uh, just because I put a ton of time into that, and uh, I think that'd be a fun game too explore every corner of uh breath of the wild easily would be one um do do we have internet connections on our desert island we do yeah it's just an amazingly (laughs) posh desert island that's why we're never leaving really because it's right because it's got a lot of uh infrastructure and and, uh, amenities um so yeah with uh Oh, geez, I don't know. I hesitate to pick any of my online games because I bounce between them so much. But uh, I don't know. Destiny 2 would probably be a pretty decent time sink if I was stuck out on a desert island for a while. Okay. So kind of buying into that a little more lately. So how about you? Um, Breath of the Wild, first and foremost, because mm-hmm. I know I could just spend like 500 hours in there. Um mm-hmm before I even encroached the notion of getting bored. Um, then I've got to say for the nostalgia, final fantasy six. Yep. I don't think uh, I, yeah, it's gotta be. And then, boy, that's tough. That's brutal. Uh, <sighs> Metroid prime. The first one. Yep. Yeah, that would be. I can see the uh, the uh, want to have that game. I mean, exploring. We both played it a lot, I think. But yeah, and maybe it'll you give you that even. that uh, kind of um, isolated feel that fit right into being alone on a posh desert. <laughs> mm. Huh. So, uh, what do you? How do you feel about? Uh, we're both, you know, in our mid thirties now. And uh, do you ever have a hard time with uh, gaming being like your primary hobby? Like uh, for me, I don't really, the older I've gotten, the less I've cared about it. Like I used to kind of be like, oh yeah, I'm a gamer, I guess, and be reluctant to admit it. Um, And now I don't really care anymore. Uh, But still, depending on who I'm talking to and uh, trying to feel out how receptive they are to it. uh, You ever run into any situations like that? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, I think um, it really depends on who you're talking to. But still, the problem is, is that uh, I think there's some people out there that just they they play too much. And so there's a re- really negative connotation for some people with the idea of a gamer because they expect them to be sitting in their underwear eating Cheetos and playing Call of Duty for 11 straight hours while they, like, 
rock the baby in their little carriage with their foot, you know, the whole time or something. Uh, so I think in that way, I think it's different. I now. would, I would never do that. Cause yeah. I would play call of duty, <laughs> everything else. Well, I know. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Maybe it is bad. Uh, I just feel like I described myself. Sorry. Um, Derail you. But it no 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 no. Uh, but yeah, there it, there's the stigma's kind of gone now. With it's not just you know the basement dwelling nerd who plays games anymore in everyone else's mind. It's become so mainstream that it's not an issue in that way. But it is in that I think uh, some people just play a little. They can neglect their responsibilities, um, and for that reason, I think. Others, uh, especially females, I still I think you know can have a negative association with all that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree, and uh, it's fair to say, especially after watching uh, the World of Warcraft Classic launch and uh, people beating the end game raids and like was it a week and a half or something ridiculous or I think it was the first week I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> you know you're talking hundreds of hours just to get to level cap and. Um, you know, I enjoy games, but that's just ridiculous. That's insane. Imagine, like, I really hope those guys don't have uh, kids or (laughs) they keep doing that. They're not going to have a wife. (laughs) Our our friend Drew has told me that he'd uh, talked to some of them and they just had like schedules where they were sleeping just a few hours a night or, or they were staying up for 48 hours and then they would sleep six or something. I don't know. But they had it right down to a science. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't. I don't. That's too much. I, when I was when I was sixteen, you know, maybe I could do that all summer. But uh, and I probably did. Mm-hmm. But things are just a bit different now. And, and now that my brain is so scattered, I have another issue with games. It's not just saying, ah, yeah, I'm a I'm a gamer. That's one of my favorite hobbies. It's that I'm so scattered and it's so broken up that what happens is if i i used to love really long involved games um you know the longer and more involved the better but now i end up having to take a break for four or five days or more uh to you know before i can get back to it then i get back to it and i'm like uh where was i how did the controls work again uh screw this man i'm gonna i'm I'm done with this game I, i i don't have the patience or the time to to try to get back you know, warmed up into it anymore. Yep. And it's weird. I've uh, starting to get into more of these communities like uh, patient gamers and stuff that people aren't buying stuff right at launch, but I still do anyway. But uh, a lot of the same reasons, because, you know, why buy a game right up front? Uh, but, uh, uh, okay, I went off in a different direction. What I was trying to get at was people talk a lot about the value proposition with, you know, if I'm going to spend 50 or $60 for a game, why would I spend that for a 10-hour campaign when I could buy a uh, great RPG or a Fire Emblem that I can get 200 hours out of? Right, and, right. I don't know. It's uh... Well, that's I get that side of it. Right. And certainly I factor that in uh, to some degree. But on the flip side, now more than ever, I want games that I can sit and knock out over the course of uh you know small handful of days a couple hours a day you know because anything more than that and i end up you know i get sidetracked and then i try to come back and i'm totally 
unimmersed. Yep. I've been pulled it's hard right to out of it. Pull back in, and it's not uncommon for either of us to get tied up with work or something and be away, like you said, four or five days. That's kind of where I'm with Fire Emblem right now. To yeah, be it's a fantastic I, game. Freaking, probably one of the best games I've played in the last five or more years. Yeah, and yet somehow, you know, it's it's one of those games where it's so involved with the character development and the story, and you take a week off, and it's like, ah, what what was I doing? You know, where where, where am I? And that kind of, uh, it kind of spoils it. So now more than ever, I look for games that are, uh, I can hop in and out at any time, and uh, or I can I can play over the span of a three, four days and beat it, you know? Right. Like uh, a cat, a cat quest, is that what it was called? Yeah, cat quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so absurd. But it was a neat little game. I think it was over in about five hours. And um, it was good. It was a good five hours. Uh, mm. So exactly that. I think the more I can just get in and out. No Man's Sky, now that they delivered on a game. Yeah. Um, is another one where I can just jump in and out of, and I really like it for that. Yeah, it's it's not so in depth that it you don't you don't forget the controls or what you're doing or how to do it. And even if you do uh, forget what you're doing, it's quick to pick up. And uh, what I like about it is it's just so relaxed. You can pop in for half an hour or twenty minutes and make progress and not feel stuck. You know. Yeah, and there's so much to do. It's like if you don't feel like um exploring maybe you're just kind of distracted so you you're doing you're just shooting asteroids and making money you know or uh maybe you're just tinkering with your base or there's always a a diversion that kind of fits my mood you know because there's so many of them in that game uh now that it's not just a a mining game (laughs) right um well let's let's dig into that a little more um to back up and give, I guess, listeners or whoever might listen to us and maybe just our friends, but uh, a little more insider perspective to where we're from. What are some of the games that you're playing most heavily, say, for the last month or two months or something? Okay. What's on your, your backlog or your burners right now? Yeah, that's it's kind of a loaded question because um, I, uh, I'm i in the middle of games where I'm they're spaced out so far that I'm like, I'm I'm trying to push myself to play them, but I I just haven't seemed to find to to find the time lately. But Resident Evil 2 remakes a big one. Uh, really enjoying that for the little bit I've been able to put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, about how far are you into it? Oh, I would say about five hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Forza Horizon 4. Uh, that one I did, <laughs> I did sink some time into. Uh, I think I've I've got 420 different cars there. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with that. That's a great game, by the way. Uh, mm. It's very sandboxy. Um, I like the Horizon series. I think more than just the Forza Motorsport type games, uh, the more simmy ones. Uh, I haven't I haven't played a Forza game since 360. I think I played one of the early Xbox 360 ones. And yeah, I think you since. played part two. Hmm, I think that was the one you played, yeah. Um, that and Madden, even though I hate it. Yeah. And I hate football. I just can't stop. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, Madden, Madden's a really, I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't have bought it for $60. Um, EA has the EA Origin deal where you can subscribe. And, uh, so I said, well, I'll subscribe for a month and play that and some other stuff that's on there. Uh, but apart from that, I just don't see the value in Madden. It's No. It's so animation-driven and scripted out and, like... I was I was playing the game and uh, um, the I was the quarterbacking. The ball is out of my hands because I threw it, mm. but then the ball rewinded back into my hand because a sack animation overrode the pass, and the sack <laughs> animation was a little late. So on the replay, the ball leaves my hand for like a good two feet, then comes back into my hand so I can get sacked. <laughs> oh i don't know like the real nfl right exactly (laughs) yeah except instead of a penalty it was just yeah they Mm -hmm. rerouted it into Mm -hmm. your hand yeah so Mm -hmm. that and that the last thing is uh a little uh story driven game called the council uh, that one's pretty neat. So basically, what's what that about? Is, I don't have any idea what the council is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, developed by this French uh, group, um, and it's a very story-driven game. This guy is part of a secret society. His mom goes missing on this island. His mom's part of the secret society too. So he goes to this island where there's this really rich dude who owns this huge mansion there, and um, he's having like a get-together at the same time. With a lot of the world's uh, up-and-comers, at the, uh, George Washington's there, for example, oh, well. uh, okay. Napoleon's there, um, and they're all guests there, uh, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, what happened to your mom, mm-hmm. uh, but there's other things going on, too, at the same time. Uh, there's uh, actually a murder that takes place there, um, and you're so you're having conversations with, as a detective, um, George Washington, uh, Napoleon, uh, French soldiers uh, trying to figure out what happened to your to your uh, mom and what's going on uh, with the rest of things, the secret society, the big bigger picture stuff. And uh, it's really intriguing. It's a it's a fun little uh, story driven game. Uh, it's really neat. It's along the lines. I think it's the developers of uh, what was that? Big Bad Wolf was the name. Uh, kind of okay. one of those. uh make your choices and they impact, uh, but it's not like very action oriented. You walk around and do some exploration, but really you're yeah, just kind of it's mostly narrative driven narrative. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. How about you? Oh, well, um, I got fire emblem still, uh, picking away at that a little bit as I can. Uh, that's one where having a child's making it difficult because he's playing the switch every opportunity he can. So, I feel bad kicking him off so that I can play my game, but uh, uh, kick him off. So, <laughs> I should, yeah, <laughs> I should more often. That's enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Fire Emblem. I'm picking away at that. Uh, I played a little bit of Classic WoW. Uh, when I went into it expecting it to be a quick nostalgia kick, and uh, then to fall out of love with it and uh, it stuck with me for a little bit longer than I thought and was more fun than I remembered uh, but then the grind did catch up to me and the nostalgia kind of wore off and so kind of falling out of love with that um, and then 
the other multiplayer game I'm playing is Destiny. And I started to really, really dive deep into that more than I had in the past. Um, they've got a really big expansion coming out October 1st, a couple weeks. Uh, I get to go to the moon and shoot things on the moon. Oh, there uh, you so, go. Yeah, so... Uh, but I started to get a lot more into like the lore and uh, getting further into progression and game progression with Destiny. So I'm having a lot of a lot more fun with it than I expected. So I guess those are probably the three big ones right now. Um, nice. And so you got to tell me more about Destiny too, because my last experience with it was one of those a raid where it was like. Okay, everyone stands on a pillar, spins in a semi-clockwise circle, shoots the sky five times, does the hokey pokey, and then I think if we crouch and then look at each other's asses for three minutes and then spin back around and hop on one foot, the door opens. And we never figured it out. We just tried, okay, let's look at the eagle while the other guy shoots the ass. <laughs> and we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, no, it's uh, the raids are still definitely very heavily mechanic driven like that. Um, the one we tried was Leviathan, which isn't isn't one of the easiest. Um, there's been, I guess, there's some other easier ones that we could approach. Uh, but what I'm really enjoying about it is kind of similar to what we enjoy about No Man's Sky is that I can pop in and make progress in 20 minutes and then put it down or pop in and play for two or three hours and uh, make progress on my character. Um, do mostly PVE stuff. Uh, I do do the Gambit. I don't know. Do you remember playing Gambit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So the Gambit uh, is pretty fun. Um I do that to, to get some more powerful gear and uh, gear upgrades and stuff. So there's a little bit of grind with that, but um, been doing a lot of the. Uh, excuse me, I had to sneeze. Um, there you go. Bless you. Thank you. Um, doing a lot of the uh, exotic weapon quests. So those are a lot of fun and involve a lot of steps. So, like, yeah, you may have one where you're trying to get a hand cannon revolver type weapon and you have to kill a bunch of enemies with a similar revolver and then you have to go do a certain quest and raid and then you have to do something else and then at the end of doing all these steps you get a really fancy gun. So that stuff's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I'm guessing you can expect more uh, better content going forward, right? Because now Bungie, Bungie kind of took stuff back over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, how did that work? What happened there? Well, uh, they were... Destiny was developed and, from my understanding, was kind of... I don't know that it was funded, but they were helped a lot by Activision. They were kind of acquired by Activision and, and worked under their Activision published Destiny 1 and 2. Um, and Bungie kind of gained their independence back. Uh, the community and everyone seems to think that Activision... Um, force their hand on a lot of stuff when it came to like cash shop and maybe pushing certain expansions a certain way um by all accounts from people at bungie they say that that's not the case but already we're seeing a lot more transparency and uh, openness from the developers about what they're working on and what they think is going to work well and where they're receiving feedback and so uh i don't know 
I don't want to be a bandwagon jumper or anything like that, but it seems like uh, they're a lot more involved in the community and it inspires me to want to support them. So that kind of, yeah, honestly, when Bungie split, that kind of renewed my interest in the game. So Nice. Okay. And the content you've been running into has been good stuff, right? Yeah, it's been I haven't great. played in a while. I'm interested to go back, but yeah. So a lot of people talk about how the one of the early expansions, Curse of Osiris, was kind of the low point for the current Destiny 2. Um, and Vanilla, when it first launched, I guess didn't have a lot of endgame content. But at this point now, I would say if anything, I'm overwhelmed by how much content there is and how many things to do. And uh, what I like is it's not. You know how in like a lot of MMOs, like Final Fantasy fourteen, we'd get in there and you'd get to the end game, you'd have two dungeons to do, and you just continually repeat those two dungeons. Over um, and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least so far in Destiny, there's a ton of different... You can do the Gambit, you can do... Uh, they've got Strikes, which are similar to dungeons. You go in with a few people and do that. Uh, they've got a new six-man thing called Menagerie, where you go in and it's a big PvE similar to like a dungeon and uh you get a bunch of upgrades from that so there's just a bunch of different ways to progress and content to do so uh i've been having fun with it i hope i can convince you to come play a little bit but we'll see i'm game i'm game man i downloaded it you know the only problem i'm facing is um it won't boot every time i launch it it uh it just won't start it just it just it's running i see it in my processes it's just not starting Huh. Oh, we'll have to do some troubleshooting to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's you... not a big thing. I can probably Google it. I just. All right. Uh... Yeah, not to troubleshoot too much on here while we're recording, but uh, are you on a uh, fresh install? Like, did you have to wipe your drive, or did it just when you plugged into your new system? Are you still running your old Windows install? Uh, old, old. Or, uh, yeah, old. No, it's a fresh install. I had to. And I wanted to anyway because I was worried there'd be some, like, driver interference or yeah. some issues with, like, lingering drivers or from the old system. So, mm. yeah, I just did a fresh install. But one of the first things I hit up actually was Destiny 2. So, right. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. And I'm sure whatever the issue is, I can Google it quickly yeah. and piece it together. I just got to take a few minutes. So, yeah, how do you feel about multiplayer games now? Uh, I guess compared to our heydays of dumping thousands of hours into MMOs. Um, I mean, do, how do you feel of it, like an investment? I mean, I know I'm stupidly hooked to multiplayer games, and I go from Final Fantasy XIV to whatever MMO is my flavor of the week, and. I don't know why it feels like a good time investment for me, but uh, I don't know. How do you feel about them? I, my, the multiplayer games I enjoy most now are just ones with you guys, like uh, little things like Human Fall Flat. I really enjoy that. Um, uh, Ticket to Ride, all these tiny multiplayer games hmm. where we for the king. and have some, For the King, that's a fantastic one. Um, so I've strayed really from MMOs and part of the problem is I don't feel like I'm playing with my friends. So Mm -hmm. even coming back to classic, wow, it's like, we're all at different spots. So we're all doing our own things. And then we just, 
Yeah, and we're just coming together for like an instanced dungeon here, there, you know, uh, and that's it. Otherwise, I'm just on my own. And if I'm on my own, then you know I'm more apt to uh, just play uh, a narrative-driven game or or uh, something story-driven or just something a little more action-oriented. Um, so I, I don't like to play MMOs by myself, and it's hard to find an MMO that really focuses on uh, team cooperation throughout. I think the last one that really did that pretty well uh, was um, Black Desert Online had uh, some good mechanics for that where you really had to all get involved to complete um, uh, guild quests and things like that. Right. I don't know if they're called gills. It's been a while, but yeah, uh, but whatever the group of people is in that. Uh, yeah, but and if I remember right, though, you did a bunch of progress on your own with that in order to help the guild achieve those, like building a boat and so on, right? And I did, um, but the payoff was there in that that meant when we we did get together to it, it made our lives easier easier like we took the boats out together you know what i mean sure right. i might have made the boat on my own it took me like 3 or 4 days working on this boat the payoff was we all got to go in the boat you know and yep. go do some stuff whether it was fishing or exploring or uh so it, it never felt like it was what i was doing was totally detached from everyone else yeah yeah, see, I think that's one of the big draws for multiplayer games for me or MMO-style games is making progress on my own. I mean, prefer prefer to do it with other people, but making progress on my own and unlocking a skill or an ability or something that benefits the group overall or even just leveling up to the point that I can help people with other content uh, or even getting, like, glamour uh you know, cosmetic stuff that you can pop in and be like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Where'd you get that? And showing off a little bit. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that stuff can be fun too. You know, I think that's what kept me going in, um, oh, God, at, uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Neverwinter. Uh, Neverwinter. That's what it was. Okay. Man, I'm just, uh, maybe I shouldn't get a third beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Neverwinter was, uh, I really got into, like, getting all that stuff to show off, my mounts and my uh, my allies and everything, and uh, so that was part of it, but again, I had to quit, because it was, I was alone, and I just couldn't play, I couldn't play alone for too long before I got bored. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um... I guess moving forward to maybe start closing out here. Um, how do you feel about maybe trying to do some uh, some drinking and some streams sometime too? Maybe to uh, kind of couple with the podcast. I think that might be another cool excuse to play in some multiplayer games uh, together. And yeah, absolutely, I'd love it, man. Uh, I mean, um, even if uh, on some Fridays or the early part of Friday or however we want to do that. Um, I think that'd be great, dude. I'd love it. And uh, that's what we do anyway, is usually sit down with a few beers, get on Discord, and mm-hmm. uh, and just play some games together. So, right. um, so. I'd, I'd be totally game for that. Yeah. I mean, I think I want to focus on this podcast as the uh, as a primary outlet, but uh, we're talking about playing games together. We may as well, or maybe consider incorporating that. I don't know. 
Oh, let's just hit the record button. You know, that's all there we you... got to do while we're doing that. So, yeah. Well, uh, anything else you want to add uh, before we close it out for our first uh, inaugural pilot, whatever we want to call it? Uh, no, I think it was it was as horrible as I expected from myself <laughs> for our first podcast. But um, I'm looking forward to digging into the whole can of worms with you, man. Talking uh philosophy and 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 parenting and and current events and video games of course video games being the primary um and it's it's it should be fun dude i'm really legitimately uh excited to to just keep rambling and see where it goes yep no me too i uh i think i'm mumbling and uh and saying uh a lot but after we started talking and got about halfway through this uh, i started to get a little more relaxed and uh, more conversational i think so uh, i'm looking forward to it i think uh, i think we've got a lot to talk about and uh, can't wait to see where it goes from here me too man um me too and it is super weird i don't do things it's funny i talk to people a fair bit with my job as you know and i got used to that but for some reason the minute someone says they're pushing a record, record button, button, I yeah. just like, I'm like, oh, oh uh, God. Uh, do I I'm talk just... to him? Do I talk to the audience? What do I do? Yeah, what do I do with my hands? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just don't know what to do. I get all clammed up, but uh, we'll figure it out, man. I mean, if, if I'm going to do this with anyone, it'd be with you. I mean, just and there's a certain points where we've been talking where I just felt like we were just talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I think that'll get that'll only improve over time as we keep doing this. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, you deserve a medal and, uh, we'll see you in about a week. Sounds good. Signing off. Signing off.